We're celebrating Easter today. It is Easter Sunday, so this talk is actually a hybrid because Paul was meant to be doing it, and I've taken over his talk and added my own bits in. So you might, I don't know, you'll be able to guess which bits are whose. <laughs> but anyway, we're celebrating Easter, and um, today we wanted to talk about the cross because Easter is about Jesus choosing the cross. And whenever we read the Bible and the gospel accounts of the days and hours leading up to the cross, it's noticeable how Jesus doesn't really say much to the people who were accusing him. You know, he's arrested, he's brought to Caiaphas, the high priest, the teachers of the law, the elders, first of all. Then he's brought to Pilate, the Roman governor, who has the power to crucify him. And in the summoning, the questioning, the mock trial, he, do, he chooses to say very little. And he is questioned in a way that will lead to his death. And it says that Pilate was amazed that Jesus doesn't stick up for himself. And he doesn't really say anything in his defense. And sometimes when we read that, the injustice of it can rise up. And you're just like, Jesus could have commanded an army of the angels. You know, he could have been spared. Sometimes you wish he could have not had to go to the cross, that he could have just wiped them all out. But of course he doesn't. He obeys his father and chooses the cross. Philippians 2e, it says, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. He chose the cross. He did it so we didn't have to say, I didn't do it. What do we mean by that? Well, a couple of weeks ago in our Teach Us to Pray series, I was sharing about confession and reconciliation and forgiveness and wanted to pick up on it a little bit here again today. We agreed that forgive us our sins is one of the hardest challenging lines in the Lord's Prayer. And in How to Pray, it says, our greatest need and God's greatest gift are the same thing, forgiveness of sins. And to receive it, we only have to ask and pass it on. But to ask for it, we must first admit that we need it. Instinctively, we wriggle. We want to pass the buck. The man blames the woman. The woman blames the snake. Anything, anyone but us. And we talked about how kids will always put the blame on someone else. How many times have we heard a kid say, it wasn't me? It is hard to admit when we've done wrong and to admit it's our fault. And again, Owen is missing this. I'm taking another opportunity. This is our Owen. It happened in our house in the pseudocrine. Um, so we do live in a blame culture, don't we? We're good at pointing the finger at others, placing the blame at someone else's door. And to be fair, it is hard for us when someone who is obviously guilty still denies things and gets away with it. I mean, we only have to look at some politicians to know that. But it's harder to admit that when we're wrong, to hold up our hands and say, I messed up, fair play, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Deep inside of us in mankind, we are inclined to cover up and say, I didn't do it. But that's the good news of Easter, the good news about Jesus. We don't need to cover up. We don't need to say, I didn't do it because he did it. He chose the cross. And because of the cross, we can be free, we're forgiven, and we can freely admit it when we're wrong. We've all fallen short, and that is the truth. I'm going to read an account from Isaiah known as the Fourth Servant Song. And it was actually written about Jesus five to six centuries before he came. And as I read these verses, I just want to encourage you 
don't just let it wash over you. Just ask God to speak to you through his word. And maybe one part of it will really stand out to you. And just ask God, what are you saying to me through this today? I'm reading from the message. The servant grew up before God, a scrawny seedling, a scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over, a man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him, thought he was scum, but the fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself that God was punishing him for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment that made us whole, through his bruises we get healed. We're all like sheep who've wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him, on him. Isn't it amazing that those words were written so long before Jesus actually went to the cross? We do try to do it ourselves, don't we? We strive, we work for things, we pick up baggage, we all have our struggles. It's exhausting. I was talking to someone the other day who's going through a really hard time, and she said, but I don't want to bother anyone. We all have stuff going on. And I was like, yeah, but if ever, everyone said that, none of us would support each other. You know, we all have stuff going on and we need to stand together. And sometimes we can become aware of our stuff, can't we? And it becomes too much and we want to stop. We want something to change, but we don't know how. Or it's been there so long, it's like a garment we can't take off. And um, Paul and I and Brian and some others in church have been running these Kinsugi Hope groups. Um, Kintsugi is a Japanese term um, to describe art. If you break a vase and you repair it and you put gold in the glue, it looks even more beautiful before. And the premise is that there's treasure in life scars, there's beauty in our brokenness. And in the group, um, we go through different topics like grief, anxiety, guilt, shame, perfectionism, and resilience and things like that. So it's not like a light, airy, fairy group. It is going through some hard stuff. And you might think, you know, well, some of those things, yeah, that topic will apply to me, but that one won't really. But every single week, something comes up, and no matter how together you think you maybe are, it hits you. And we all build up our own wee worlds of striving and worrying and blaming, excusing, and it is exhausting. And the good news is, because of the cross, we don't have to. And Paul was telling me that for him, it surprised him, but his best week of Kintsugi Hope was actually the one that was all about self-acceptance and realizing that it was okay not to get everything right. It was all right if you made mistakes and how releasing and freeing that was. We've all fallen short. We can't fix ourselves. But because of the cross, we can come as we are. So that is the message of the cross today. He did it so we don't have to keep trying. And we read that in the message. Um, our pains and sins were what crushed Jesus. But maybe the NIV version may be more familiar to some of us. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought him peace was on him. 
and by his wounds we are healed. That's so amazing. This picture is so striking, isn't it? All we've done and ever will do are heaped on him. And some of us, we're trying to carry our own cross. We're trying to carry enormous burdens every single day. And Jesus carried them on the cross so that we wouldn't have to carry them anymore. It says in John 8, 36, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And we sing it, don't we? We sing that song. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. We read it in the Word. We sing it as we worship. And my prayer today for us this Easter is that we would truly live that out. When he was on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And I read about Jesus' last words this week. Levi Lusco wrote this. Jesus' last words are extra weighty, not just because they're his last words, but because of the fact they came at an incredible cost. Crucifixion was essentially death by suffocation. In order to get the oxygen to speak, Jesus had to crawl up the cross, scraping his whipped back. Did these not become the most precious words made out of red letters in all of the Bible? For it is with great agony that he would say anything to us at all. Those were Jesus' last words, and we need to pay attention. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Forgiveness, we spoke about that already in the series. Forgiveness is such a powerful action, but it's Easter today. Jesus' gift to us today is forgiveness, and we can receive it afresh because of the cross. The cross makes it possible. The cross makes a way. And if you're carrying something today, something you're feeling bad about, guilty, shame, I believe that God wants to lift that off you this morning through the cross. Another of Jesus' last words on the cross, it is finished enough. I chose the cross so you don't have to. And are we honoring Jesus today by receiving that gift of forgiveness he wants to give? by surrendering those burdens that he died to take away from us. Remember that psalm we shared a couple of weeks ago, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. That's what the cross was for. Last words, it is finished. Paul Tripp says, it is finished means exactly what it says. You simply have nothing to add to your job that is completely done. So this morning, my encouragement to us all is stop trying to add what Jesus has already done. Stop striving. Stop picking that up again, what you've laid down. Jesus chose the cross. It's finished. What do you think happened to you on that day when he got covered in pseudocrine? You know, Paul and I can't actually really remember, so it's pretty good that we had a camera to take a photo but I'd like to think after a wee laugh and maybe a huff and a puff at the mess that one of us cleaned him up, comforted him, you know, and just cleaned up his mess that he'd made of himself and everything around him. But that's what God does for us. He cleans up our mess. We are his children. Like Paul and I weren't going to leave Owen sitting like that. Our father doesn't leave us in our mess. He cares for us. His arms are open wide. 
how much more will he do that for us, our Father in heaven? He forgives us and he helps us to forgive other people. Remember that line again from the prayer Jesus taught us, forgive us our sins, for we forgive everyone who sins against us. You know, maybe there's something there today for some of us. Maybe that's holding us back from receiving our forgiveness from God through the cross because we're finding it hard to forgive someone else. And we want to ask the Holy Spirit today to help us with that. You know, is there something you're straying over? Is there something that's really hurting you? It could even be from years ago. That person might not even be around anymore. But forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That pain that we're holding on to can be robbing us and keeping us from our freedom. And we want to ask Jesus today to help us to forgive as we, he forgives us as we forgive others. So this morning, um, I want to encourage you to bring that pain to the cross. That person, if it's a particular person that hurt that situation. And when Jesus said those agonizing last words, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. That pain that he endured to say that. He endured so he could help us forgive when we need to forgive. So today we want to thank God for Easter's reminder that Jesus chose the cross. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. His punishment brings us peace and by his wounds we are healed. So I'd just like us to take a bit of time in the quiet to pray um, and then we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together and then we're going to share communion so let's just take a bit of quiet to pray now Lord I thank you that you chose the cross thank you that you're here this morning to forgive us our sins to bear our burdens, to give us peace, to clean up our mess. So I just want you to think right now, maybe there's something you're worried about, a burden that you're carrying, someone you love that you're so concerned about, something that you're sad about. I just want you to encourage you to bring that person to Jesus. Bring them to the cross. Knowing that our Father in heaven loves them unconditionally. Of our people. We come into the cross. Those who have wandered away from you, those who are sick, those who are in distress, those who need to see you. Again. No. 
say we trust you this morning because you choose the cross and God I see you games again and again this night so Lord I just pray we could leave these burdens and not pick them up again know that the cross was on and that every day we could speak 